Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails and smooshes them together for your mm. pleasure. With me as always is fantastic Suze Kempner. Hello. And the amazing Chris Stokes. Hello. And I'm Masood mm. Minus. Hello. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome back. Welcome back, probably, everybody. It's been a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you for joining us again. It's lovely. Absolutely nothing sticking, has happened with between us. the last time yeah. you saw us and now. So good to see you again. I think it's a combination of a combination of family emergency, uh, busyness, and uh, what's the word? Incompetence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yes. a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of little um, bit of little bit of this, a little bit of that. Welcome back. How... How many of you thought we'd all fallen out and there was a big drama? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. I, in fact, yes. Mystery on the Rocks has just gone quiet. They've gone. On? Ooh, and send in your theories of what could have caused this drama <laughs> and what it could have been. In fact, and the best one will get read out. <laughs> if, you send in, <laughs> if you send in what you thought happened, we will read it out on air. I will happily do that. <laughs> you can email us on mystery at the, mysteryontherocks at gmail.com. Uh, for your the competition entries, or just send it on the back of a postcard. <laughs> do you remember when they yeah, used to do that? Um, They'd do that in so yeah. Include a, a standard self-addressed box. envelope. Yeah, PO box. <laughs> uh, well, Chris, what, uh, what, uh, what, what, what did you have for us today? What are you drinking? What are we drinking? What are you drinking? It's been a while since mm. we've done one. You, uh, I, I, it's uh, in the morning, so I made a bloody mary. Nice. That I accompanied with my breakfast of crumpets with chili marmite on. Well, oh, chili Ooh. marmite. I thought that'd be a good. Oh, that's good going on the list of yeah. things to buy. The old chili marmite. Chili marmite. Well, I made um, I made my own Bloody Mary mix because I didn't have any. Yeah. And right. Um, I didn't have any celery either. You'll notice that there's a big old void of celery yeah. there. But um, I just uh, used tomato juice and then a mix of spices. Ooh, uh, and vodka, obviously, and it's it's really nice. But I, uh, a Bloody Mary isn't my usual drink. No, uh, not a vodka guy. Never really made one. Had to make my own Bloody Mary mix. So I think I'm going to call it a Bloody L Stokes because <laughs> it's probably a it's probably a a mess to a Bloody Mary connoisseur, but it's all right to me. It's a, and also um, that the there's that company that um, condiment company called Stokes. So it's like what? yeah, the mayonnaise. <laughs> My drink was uh, uh, five drinks last night. Oh. <laughs> uh, and we recording. We started recording at 9am yeah. and I went, do you know what? I don't think I'm ready for another drink just yet. Yeah. So I had a cup of tea out of a Sports Direct mug, which uh, Christmas suit uh, roasted me over, which I think is very ableist of them. <laughs> <laughs> very ableist I, behaviour from these two I, men. Um, I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't really want to drink this morning, but bullied myself into it. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's like, you know, you're in charge, Chris. You can just say no. <laughs> no it was a really weird conversation I had where I was like, I don't really fancy it, though. And um, then I was like, yeah, but, you know, you don't normally have Bloody Marys. Maybe you're missing out. Just try it. Just just, <laughs> just be a Bloody Mary guy. For God's sake. <laughs> uh, I, I have enjoyed it, to be honest. Yeah. Because it's I, I, I didn't obviously didn't do a double vodka. I only did a, a, a single shot. Mm. But. The actual mix itself has ended up being quite nice. Yeah. So, I'd be curious to try a little bit of that chili marmite in there because that's like a nice. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Umami 
kind of hit. It's sort of like, mm. you know, mm. when they add, like, mm-hmm. when people add fish sauce into stuff and people go, it'll taste like fish. It's like, it actually doesn't. It just makes it taste No, more. no. You can, get, yeah. you can get vegan fish sauce. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a bottle, a of, a bottle of fish. Up. It says fish sauce, suitable for vegan. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Don't worry, mate. These fish were terrible. <laughs> Yeah, oh, don't worry. Are you feeling guilty about these fish? They were cunts, all of them. Every single one. Yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) We only saw a huge bad fish for our vegan (laughs) pixels. Oh, man. What are you drinking? uh, Well, I I almost bullied myself into it, and then I had a a serious chat with myself, and I'm like, Masood, you can do whatever you like, mate. And and I made a. Do what you feel. I made a a real non alcoholic throwback. To one of ours from way way back in the day, which was a cobbler, virgin cobbler, which oh, was um, yeah. with the raspberry oh. syrup and the lime juice and the and the simple syrup and the ginger beer and a bit of mint nice. and tell you what and a little bit of cracked pepper on top. I tell you what, it's it's ah. it's as good it's as good now as it was then. It's as beautiful <laughs> it's as beautiful as the day we met. It's uh, very delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite a nice little like oh yeah, it's got all those really nice little like hints of like you've got the lime for the sharpness of the kind of alcohol you've got the ginger beer that bounces that out yeah it's all very very so like, oh yeah that's a that's a good non-alcoholic drink anyway um that's what i'm drinking <laughs> yeah. yeah well chris as i jumped the gun earlier now is that now is the right time for me to say <laughs> what do you have for us today last week we were uh in chernobyl Ah, yes. yes oh my god yes with jared harris I yes. said, did i say last week we <laughs> last actually time. Said last time the, last time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last last month we were in uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chernobyl. This time we're not that far afterwards. It's like two two years afterwards, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. So the the Cold War after Chernobyl, I guess, is winding down. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I think even Gorby said as much, didn't he? That it was a <laughs> a catalyst in a turning point. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of many, but kind of like 1986, when you think of it, when the Soviet Union did disband, yeah. which um, ended the Cold War effectively. This is 1988, and it's a, uh, Dmitry Polyakov. Code name Top Hat. Ooh. He's the fella, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, isn't it? He's making sure. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Finally realised uh, I recently called the change to Sir Topham Hatt. I say recently, it probably happened ages ago, but I always knew him as the fat controller. So. Yeah, same. Polyakov was a uh, Soviet major general. Mm. Uh, he was a, a ranking officer in the GRU, which was the... Um, like secret like, service there or something? Yeah, uh, the main intelligence directorate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously it's the Cyrillic alphabet, so the main intelligence directorate is abbreviated as GRU. Of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he was a, also a very prominent Cold War spy. Ah. Ah. He was a big one. Uh, codenamed <laughs> codenamed uh, uh, various things Bourbon, Rome, but the FBI knew him as Top Hat. Ah, okay. Uh, he, was, he was born in 1921. Uh, in uh, what is now Ukraine. Um, he graduated from uh, artillery school and then served as an artillery officer during World War II. He was decorated for bravery. And then after the war, um, uh, he joined the Soviet military intelligence. And then his first mission was with the Soviet delegation uh, to the UN in New York City from 1951 to 1956, directing a ring of spies. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> 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 Step right up. <laughs> See the ring of spies. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then a few years later, he was back in New York for his second assignment. Uh, and he... This is 1959. Hmm to 1961 yeah uh so k- kind of when was the height of the cold war then i'd say god it's difficult isn't it yeah it's hard isn't it yeah because like there's there's like these moments that we've hit on 
that I would be like, mm. but that was the height of the Cold War. But no, but that was the height of the Cold yeah. War. Yeah. I, in some ways, Chernobyl's the height of the Cold War. In other ways, like the bit where they had fucking weapons pointed at each other for 10 days was the yeah. height of the Cold War. Or even like yeah. the, the spies. Actually, I'd probably say the Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah. The Cuban Missile Crisis probably, probably is the height of the Cold yeah. That was 63, so. Yeah. Was it 63 or 62? 61? When was the Cuban Missile Crisis? We fucking We've did covered it, as well. it. I don't remember. We fucking did it. 1962. <laughs> right? Yeah. 62. So, okay. yeah. So, so Chernobyl was like nearly 25 years later. Yeah. And that's the thing that finally makes it go, ah, it's winding down now. Yeah, they're like a little... Uh, <laughs> well, because it was, I guess uh, it was yeah. like the, the idea of like how they handled this and all their secrecy was sort of semi-exposed, wasn't it? And so they're like, ah, yeah. fuck, okay. Yeah. And so the whole world, it sort of shone, not a complete light on, on everything, but like almost a little bit of a light. And they went, okay, turn the light away. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't like, like it. I, my I guess hurts, like, so I'm going to lean over here. Right. Obviously, um, espionage played a part in uh, war before yes. this, but with yeah. it being the Cold War and not fought on a battlefield, that's when espionage really upped its game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it had to. So yeah. like, the war was fought in secret. Um, sure. So he was, uh, he was sent to New York twice, and on the second time, 1959, which is obviously... To 1961, so as the Cold War is getting at its it's, hottest, is ramping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he defected, oh. but ah. he he approached he approached the FBI to offer his services as an informant for them on the Soviet Union. Whoa! Right. So he offered to become a double agent and work for the Americans. Whoa! Bloody hell! That's fucking dangerous, man. You don't want to be fucking about with that nonsense. Uh, no, sir. So uh, his follow-up overseas assignment were in Burma and India. And uh, he kept maintaining that he was a Russian patriot, uh, motivated to become a mole because he was disgusted with the corruption within the Soviet Communist Party elite. So while right. he was still saying, I love my country, I love Russia, that's not why I'm informing on them. I just oh. don't agree with the current regime. Right. Right. I mean... I th- he can keep telling himself that. <laughs> he can look in the mirror yeah. and keep saying it. But. but I love it. I love what we represent. I just don't like the people in charge currently. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for people waiting in line for 10 days for bread. I just don't like the people who are saying they have to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's fair. So he approached them. Then he was sent to uh, uh, Burma and India, amongst other places. Mm. And his CIA contact from New Delhi believed that mm. his service on the front lines of World War II was a factor in his decision to become a double agent. He could I see where it, would, it could be. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't it want to could have lead this to, happen again. Yeah. And worse now with nuclear armaments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another CIA agent who handled uh, Polyakov for 15 years said that he articulated a sense that he had to help us out or the Soviets were going to win the Cold War and he couldn't stand that. Hmm. He felt right. we were very naive and that we were going to fail. Oh. I, I mean, I'm sort of... Uh, and then... Yeah. He, he wasn't wrong, though. I mean, if you look at what they were both doing, kind of, I feel like Russia didn't have an upper hand, but they were a little better at it than the Americans were. Just a touch. <laughs> um, um, there's, a, there's a guy called Viktor uh, Cherkashin who's still alive. He's a former Soviet foreign counterintelligence officer. Um, he has suggested that Dmitry was embittered because Soviet leadership denied him permission to take his seriously ill son to hospital in New York where he could get adequate medical attention. And then his son died as a result of the illness. Um, and it was soon mm, after that he that Polyakov made his approach to the FBI and offered his services as an informant. Hmm. But right. does it sound... I mean, like, uh, Cherkishin could be talking shit, but that does sound like a really decent motivator. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, if you, if, yeah, you'd be like, well... They weren't going to help my son, so fuck him. Mm. Pete, yeah. Uh, when personal things, I'm kind of trying to think how to word it, but you know, when it, when something personal comes into something like that, it can make someone act entirely differently. Completely, yeah. Oh, totally. Do you know what <clears> I mean? <throat> That's a really obvious point. I was like, guess what? Yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> his hot take. But, uh, <laughs> mm. uh, but it is like um, it's it's when uh, people will have uh, their hypocrisy will be exposed when yeah. s- something like so um, it, we 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 see it all the time where uh, politicians act I- out of self interest and listen mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the guy 
was selfish because he wanted his son to live. No. But like it it took it took that for him to then be like, Oh, my country is fucked. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, the yeah. similar thing would have been happening to a lot of people, a lot of their sons. Yeah. Beforehand. Absolutely for for, for yeah, decades. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Uh, mm. uh, after he'd contacted the FBI, he ended up being posted back to Moscow and it, there he was able to get secret documents identifying double agents working for the Soviets. Uh, and so then he was able to go then back to the FBI and the CIA and expose people from the West working for the East. Oh, shit. Whoa. Uh, so hey, he somebody get rid of this uh, this called... list of, uh, of double agents. Why is it just sitting on this desk? <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. I'll clean up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so he exposed a guy called Frank Bossard, a British secret agent who'd provided classified documents in the 60s to the Soviet Union. Whoa. Mm. Uh, wow. He exposed Army Sergeant, U.S. Army Sergeant Jack Dunlap, uh, right, who turned coated and become a spy for the Soviet Union. Uh-huh. Um, and then when he was in Burma, he gave the CIA all of the intelligence that the this is the late sixties as well. So you know what was happening then. Yeah. He mm-hmm. uh, he gave the CIA every bit of intelligence that the Soviets had on Vietnamese and Chinese military. Shit. Mm-hmm. This feels like ah. this is like what you've said is like maybe the plot for one spy movie, and this is like the beginning of this guy's career, <laughs> or like or like at yeah. least the very sort of yeah few first few years. It's like yeah, oh we can't let this list of double agents fall into the hands of the right. This guy just did it, and now he's gonna do something else. Mm. <laughs> it's like fuck, mm. man. holy uh, shit. And at roughly the same time, there was a um uh, like a, a a rift growing between China and Russia, oh. which obviously would have worked in the West's favour mm-hmm. for the cold, but in Cold War terms. So he provided information on that to the Americans and Henry Kissinger and Richard Nixon both used the information in their opening of relationships with China in 1972. Mm. And they say Nixon didn't do anything good. Uh, let's not get into that, Masood. Let's not get into that. <laughs> well, I mean... It, it, it maybe 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 Nixon just got a taste for clandestine espionage. Yeah. We're talking about we're talking about the guy who used to have fucking tape recorders in the Oval Office. Yeah, paranoid there, there's he he um the, the the weird recordings from the last days of Nixon yeah. are insane. Like the the stories even he was apparently just lurching around the White House <laughs> at the early hours, yelling at the portraits and stuff. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't oh, do it? I think, of course I can. <laughs> I think Richard Nixon might have gone insane. Yeah. He's been talking to that statue, the bust of Lincoln, for like 45 minutes. I, I'm too scared <laughs> to go in there because, you know. Yeah. He ordered a maid and called her uh, Henry Kissinger. Get out of here, Henry. I'm not finished. And you. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm not finished with you either. <laughs> that's a chair. <laughs> it's, yeah. Mr. Link, he's, Mr. Nixon, that's a chair. He's, yeah, he's, he's as bad as uh, Clint Eastwood when he was talking to that chair during that award ceremony do you remember that what's that years ago, no. Clint Eastwood talking to a chair he was talking to an empty chair and it was wasn't the chair meant to be Obama or Biden I think I so remember. it was supposed to be a oh, political oh god is it quite recent it was a few years ago and it was the time when everyone went oh no he's going senile oh, oh no and he was just yelling at a chair and yeah. he's made a, a few more films this, yeah <laughs> like oh, oh we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna... I went to see um, that Gran Torino that's what it's called, yes. isn't it? Yeah, Gran Turismo. Turismo is the game. Um, <laughs> Gran Turismo is the game. Yes, of course. Because I was just like, no, that's too close to the game. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, went with uh, my then boyfriend to see Gran Torino whenever that was out. 2010, something Jesus, like that. Yeah. And um, I remember we really enjoyed it. And in the years since, I've been like, oh, hang on. It's a film about a racist man who becomes a hero yeah. when he accepts that the... Um, the like family who isn't white next door, they're okay actually. And then he yeah. shoots. He like manages to get someone thrown in jail who's a bit worse than them, but also but like a bad person. So it's all right to be racist <laughs> about them. 
like a bad person who isn't white. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, that movie was terrible and bad and has a horrible conservative message. Yeah, it's like uh, how in Hidden Figures, Kevin Costner's character is completely made up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody smashed a toilet sign that said, everyone can no. go to the toilet in this building because they didn't Good exist. News. <laughs> Good news, yeah. everyone. There's a toilet for everyone. Good news. Use. It's really annoying as well because I, I don't know if the Kirsten Dunst character is real or not, but she's a far more interesting character. Yes. Um, work, you know, working in NASA alongside these women uh, than he than he yeah. ever was. And they make a whole thing, you know, her character. It's like, well, she's a woman. It's like, yeah, but she's a white woman. Yeah. Um, and that's I haven't like seen this a film. More, Oh, Hidden Figures. It's not yeah. awful, no. but it's like for white people, you it's, know? Yeah. But the Kirsten uh, Dunst Dunst's character pr- like I'm presents white. something slightly more interesting. <laughs> exactly, you'll love it. Chris, we love it. I mean, I loved it. I gave him a seed like, it's a great it's, movie. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. These black women sure sure were lucky to work for them. <laughs> <laughs> Every day they should count their lucky stars. Oh no, <laughs> they're going to experience racism in oh, the workplace. Oh, oh no. no. Don't go in. Don't no, go to work ladies. today. Oh, ladies, don't you know? Miss Suits like, no, get jobs as me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. My favourite thing about that film is it ends and then they're like, where are they now? And they were all still alive at like 150 years old. Like, hey, good for you, ladies. Still smashing it. Every right. single one of them, still alive. Yeah. Still cr- and then there's another caption numbers. that says, not one of them was consulted in the making. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think that's that far from the truth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Sorry, Chris, carry on. Can't remember where we got to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Nixon and Kissinger. Oh, open up the talks <laughs> yeah. yeah. People yelling Clean. at chairs yeah, and yeah, yeah. paintings. Yes. Um, in 1984, hmm. uh, American spies... Because bearing in mind, like, this guy then kind of defected to them in 1950, nine, 1959, mm. 1960 at the latest. Yeah. Right. Good couple of decades there, 60s and the 70s, yeah, as a double yeah. agent during the Cold War. Uh, so in 1984, uh, so at this point he would have been 63. Oh, wow. US spies who were monitoring the Soviet press, they found something that disturbed them in a Russian magazine. It wasn't to do. It wasn't like an expose on officials in the Soviet Union or a list of double agents or anything like that or um, anything to, even remotely to do with the Cold War or US relations. It was a recipe for coot. What? Which is a small water bird. It's common. Yeah, in a coot, a literal like a moorhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a recipe for cooking beach. coot. Right? That is so, so funny. What? Yeah. So they, that, the, the American spies, scaring the Soviet magazine, saw this recipe for coot, and immediately went to red alert. <laughs> the reason for that is because their secret agent, Dimitri Top Hat, yeah, he'd said, if I ever need to get in touch with you, that I'm in trouble. I would publish. I would get it by publishing a recipe published in the magazine. Oh. Okay. So they saw it and they were like, "Top hats in danger." Holy it was shit. a distress call via a recipe for coot. <laughs> a recipe for coot. What a strange cool. thing. I mean, I suppose it's not that strange. Like people eat pheasant. Yeah. Uh, it's just another game bird, isn't it? But I've never heard of people eating yeah. little water birds. Like. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. He's just like, oh fuck. Okay. Whoa. He's like, I'm going to make it the craziest, kookiest recipe yeah. ever. Yeah, so he's then like, he, mm, <laughs> he kind of like fell off, the, fell off the map. And they'd used him for like almost 25 years. Yeah. Um, right. At this point. Mm. Yes, uh, and, and got decent intelligence from him as well. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, that they were able to use to their advantage. Right. So much so, in fact, that Polyakov himself uh, is credited with keeping the Cold War from boiling over. Holy shit! Ah. Okay, uh, probably not single-handedly, but like did it, <laughs> get, like played a huge part in keeping the Cold War cold. Yeah, mm. uh, and definitely one of the um, uh, Americans' most valuable assets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, what they then started to worry was: is he in trouble, or is this a way of making us think he's in trouble and he's actually a triple agent? Oh shit! Oh, like I I don't like the term triple agent. Wouldn't he just be an agent because, again? Because it's just yeah. well, 
just a regular. Yeah, you're still agent, just yeah. an agent, aren't you? You're pretending to be a double agent, but like you're still just a regular. I get it. It's agent. like a du- it's like a double negative, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, a triple agent would be working for three separate. Absolutely, yeah. Somebody else, yeah. Yeah, he's working for the Sudanese. So, uh... Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, triple would would you're right? Would it, there'd be a third party? I think it's he's just Scotland. Yeah, Scot- not Scotland. Not Scotland. It's the Scots. It's very unconvincing Scottish Russian accent. Hello, yeah. I am from a bonny Scotland. Yes, <laughs> and it's not like the Americans. The, it's not like the Americans just took him at face value. Mm. If they get because right. they're aware of this concept of triple agents. If they get somebody yeah. approaching them saying, "I am a Russian agent, but I want to work for you as an informant yeah. for you," yeah, they will then like rigorously check them out. Yeah, of course. So yeah. Yeah. It took him years to prove his loyalty to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But it was when the information he was passing on started to pay off. That's when they started to uh, like, realise he, he was on the level, you. yeah. But then Uh-oh, I guess that's a I believe you <laughs> So this is this is really cool because um uh he um obviously I've already said that he still classed himself as a Russian patriot, so I guess he kind of like saw Western world the world the Western world as a little bit decadent mm. because he he lived modestly and wouldn't get paid a lot for his work. Yeah. He insisted on being paid only three thousand dollars a year, and it wasn't oh. delivered in cash. Uh, he got paid in the form of power tools, fishing gear, and shotguns. Okay. Mm. Yes, um, uh, blue jeans and cigarettes. That's what he wanted. Yes, but can you believe it's it? It's not like they weren't. Put, it's not like they weren't put to use because uh, he would uh, provide um, uh, information. By received by agents during fishing trips, so he had a secret uh, chamber in his fishing rod to store it, and then mm. it would be tucked into fake stones and flashed via um, radio transmissions oh, as wow. he went past CIA headquarters. Oh right, um, I see. okay, that's pretty good then. So it was all you, you can all expense it. You can expense just keep the receipts, yeah. guys, and then when your taxes come round, just write them off as. I mean, that's what we do back home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Russia. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dimitri, we've got a receipt here for a Black and Decker. Yeah, so I, need, so I need that for... Um, so this, can you claim that as a business expense? Because... I can't tell you. It's a, it's secret business. Yeah, this is the sixth time you've come into this office and said this that. This is what we're talking about. I don't think we, we can can't, write it off. I can't write off secret business. I can't put that on the tax form, okay? This is the IRS. <laughs> you might be scared of the FBI, but the IRS are ten times scarier, okay? <laughs> yeah, he uh, exposed the fact that relationships between Russia and China were tense. Yeah. Exposed a few other double agents and everything like that. So a former CIA officer called Sandy Grimes. Sandy Grimes. Hey. Says, Sandy Grimes. So he, was at, he was at the top. Like, he was able to get high-level information yeah. to the West. And also a brilliant spy, as well as uh, just being circumstantially positioned to provide it. Uh, right. He was, I guess, like, such an important asset that that's why they panicked when they saw this recipe. Yeah, they, they were, were oh, like, shit. yeah. Oh, uh, he's uh, he's in trouble. He was he was summoned back to Moscow in 1980, uh, so four years before he published this recipe. That's why he was out there when they mm. when they saw it. He was summoned back to Moscow in 1980. Then he suddenly retired and disappeared okay. completely. And wow. So they they were already kind of like concerned about what had happened to him before the recipe got published because they also knew that um, Soviets had begun arresting and killing American agents. Mm. Um, so even though he'd retired some of them in the west thought he'd been executed yeah and then in 1990 the uh, communist party's official newspaper pravda uh, published an article that proclaimed polyakov had been caught oh and had been sentenced to death and then intelligence experts like were like why why are they publishing this mm. that like because the soviet wouldn't you the soviets wouldn't normally admit that soviet spies had worked on behalf of states no. bad pr yeah yeah there was a los angeles times article that said does he lie in a traitor's grave as pravda suggests or is he a secret hero quietly retired at the end of a daring career mm. only one thing about the polyakov case is now certain whoever decided to publish the pravda story was certainly willing to remind the world that the cold war may be ending but the intelligence war will keep going Ooh. so that might be a reason why pravda published it yeah okay um so then the uh, analysts started to work out why they'd published the article. Polyakov's actual colleagues in the US had met him and worked with him. They started mourning him. Uh, and they were like, oh, damn, 
we've lost a friend, we've lost a damn good spy. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, according to Pravda, he'd been convicted of treason and executed in 1988. Hmm. So four years after he'd published oh. that distress call. Okay. Right. Uh, but the mystery is, is that true? Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes. It's all a little too neatly wrapped. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because he could have been caught... He got summer back to Moscow in 1980, mm. then published a distress thing in 1984, then was executed in 1980, but no one found that out until 1990 when the Cold War was over, where there's lots mm-hmm. of reasons why the um, Soviets might publish an article such as that. If he was a triple agent, then uh, he would tell them, oh, I can get them if we want to see the fact that I'm dead later on. Yeah. I'll publish this recipe now. Right. So it's hard. I mean, but if he was a triple agent, why would he let? Why Why would they be okay with the U.S. knowing that their relationships were strained with China? That's right. information that came directly from him. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. fact, the information that he gave to the West paid off to such a degree that actually it probably was detrimental to the Soviets. Right. If he was a triple agent, would they allow that, or would yeah. they be like, ah, to keep? To keep them thinking that you're working for them, give them this. Mm, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we yeah. can't save our relationship with China, so so give because that's what I was thinking earlier. It's like the triple agent thing is them going, we'll see what they what they what bites like like fishing, I guess. Mm. We'll see what they bite, and then they go, okay, cool, all right. So they're interested in that. Great, okay. Well, keep yeah, like you yeah. said, keep having them think that, you know, mm. um, possibly. I mean. Yeah, did he die or did he, you know, live on and become that famous Russian guy that was the homeless man in Batman Begins? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not that guy. No, it was that it was him. It was him. <laughs> Rod- <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he became God of the Roundabout Trump in Wolverhampton. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew his story. No one, that's true. I think, yeah, like... The Roundabout Trump. The triple agent thing feels again it's like maybe it's a saving face thing because like if they like you said it's like they would never admit by publishing that article they've admitted that they're like "Uh uh-oh we had a spy that defected and now we look like dickheads um which they would obviously never admit to like (laughs) this is the same country that shot someone in the street and and then went that didn't happen (laughs) it was on cctv and they're like they could have done it because it is quite interesting that they're like okay the cold war is coming to an end but we don't want people to rest on their laurels. Oh, yes. We're still going to be spying Go on Go unpunished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Mm. The, the other thing as well is that um, it could be a very real uh, story that he was discovered because he could have been ratted out. They had yeah. other double agents. Yeah. Um, so some people think that uh, a guy called Aldrich Ames, he was an American double agent. He was convicted of espionage against the US in 1994. They thought that he might have ratted out Right, uh, our, our top hat. Yeah. Our but, top hat. <laughs> but a few years later, in the early 2000s, uh, they also discovered that he might not be the only person that contributed to 
Polyakov's downfall, if indeed that's what happened. Because in 2001, former FBI agent Robert Hansen was accused of spying for Moscow. And FBI officials think he probably betrayed Polyakov to Russia. Which, let's say he did, it doesn't... Like, it is an unusual admission, yeah. if true, for the for the Soviets to go... Unless they thought it was ancient history by that point. It was two years mm-hmm. previously that they'd executed him. Robert Hansen, the FBI agent... Mm. FBI officials learnt that he had ratted Polyakov out. Yeah. But it turns out that he uh, he told the Soviets about Polyakov being a double agent at least five years before Polyakov was even charged with espionage. Oh, mm. right. So that then raised questions about, is that why they summoned him back to Moscow in 1980? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I suppose they could have that. that and then in a way, trying to disinform u.s intelligence at the same time as punishing yeah so okay so what so like the um what is it the the recipe which they probably could have squeezed out of him anyway uh they sent that off to be like Mm. okay is this gonna and then as soon as they go oh shit our man's in trouble they go ah fuck he was working for him then the other the the other thing is is that that might have just been a on the level restaurant. <laughs> well, this is what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, it's obviously something they eat in Russia. It may be interested. I would then like, um, uh, I sort of googled cooch recipes. They do exist, yeah. uh, and I was like, yeah, that it might have just been someone with the same name as well. I just love the idea that someone's like, you know, some old lady in the middle of like backwater mm. Russia is like. Finally, my recipe for coot is ready. Yeah. And she sent it to like the most, like everyone in the village is like, this is going to be great. Everyone loves this recipe. She goes to publish it in the fucking thing. She's like, yes, finally. <laughs> and it turns out everyone. This is going to be wonderful. It's like that deadly double game that appeared. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Just a game. Is, that, is, that, <laughs> is that code for anything? Nah, it's just a, just a game that a this, man had made. This, this, just pissed this, his wife off. This is a game. Yeah, yeah. It's quite an annoying game. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, code just for like, anything. Yeah. Like, and she's like, yeah, it's code for divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wife riding my goddamn ass all the time i need to do something with the boys maybe throw some dice against the wall you gotta come up with that double <laughs> dice game that sounds great <laughs> yeah it could have just um, been a legit recipe <laughs> that, yeah it's, it's, so the, the 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 real question is was he a genuine asset hmm. was he a triple crosser u.s officials think that he was on the level yeah uh-huh. But if he wasn't, they wouldn't know if he did his job properly, I guess. Hmm. Personally, I think he was on the level. Yeah, I think he probably did. The problem with when you get into spy world is that, like, this conspiracy stuff, and some of it is sort of true. <laughs> like, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh no. And that's where it starts to yeah. get quite murky and quite horrible because you're like, shit. Yeah. Like, they could have, you know, they could have, like, um, yeah, they could have uh, they could have totally killed him and then sent out the recipe, or not, or um, mm. he could have just legit sent the recipe, or he just retired and yeah, like mm. you said, some old yeah. lady. Probably. I mean, or the, or he got summoned back to Moscow and they were like, uh, "We know what you've been doing. We are going to kill you yeah. for it straight away, unless mm-hmm. yeah. unless and then forced him to to go and be a triple agent." To turn back, turn back to, to them, yeah. Read, read Which is also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think though, I think yeah, I think he did his job. I think that's definitely true. It's because it's very easy as well, and it could work on both sides of like them going, oh, well, we wanted him to give you that information because that's what we wanted, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you can only say that so many times to save face, and it actually work, right. rather than them being like, shit, he's got a lot of dirt on us. Um, we better fucking shut this yeah. guy up because <laughs> we're fucked. Um, um, so, so the two guys the two guys that probably ratted him out, <clears throat> uh, Robert Hansen is still alive. He's 78 right. years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sold thousands of classified documents to the KGB uh, that detailed US nuclear war strategies. Uh, uh, in, the, in the event of nuclear wow. war. He told he told the Russians what they were uh, what the Americans. Oh would my do. God! Right. He was a, he was arrested in two thousand and one because hmm. he'd left a package of classified materials at a designated dead drop site. Oh, I thought you said on a bus. I thought you were going to say he left them on a bus. Silly old man. <laughs> he was charged. He was charged with selling secrets to the Soviet Union uh, for more than. $1.4 million in cash and diamonds over a 22-year period. Jesus. 
That's treason. So to avoid the death penalty, he pled guilty to 14 counts of espionage, one conspiracy to commit espionage, and he was sentenced to 15 life terms without the possibility of parole. Wow. Blimey. That's a long old time. Mm. And he's still alive, is he, Hanson? 78 years old. Wow. Fucking hell. Uh, His mugshot, when he was arrested in 2001, is... uh, one of my favourite mugshots. Yeah, Robert Hansen. Let's of see. Of all it. time, yeah. Well, I need to see this. It looks like if you take out the board, where you know where they hold their their name and their things. Yeah. If you if you take out the board, it looks like he's modelling for elder menswear <laughs> in, a, in a in a catalogue. Robert. Oh, Hansen, two S's, is it? Robert Hansen. Uh, Robert Hansen. Philip Hansen. Uh, it's on his. Uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very much like it's. Yeah, it's definitely the sort of thing you'd see in the like. I know there's not an older section of H and M, but if there was, <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Would be him, like. But uh, what's it? There's that. Um, he's fucking with his dapper lost The milk tray man. The milk tray man. He needs to retire. Um, there's a centrist, a parody centrist account mm. on the. Twitter called Andy Chernwell, who's got in his bio landlord ally, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he's always um, he's always posting about how like Keir Starmer is a spokesman for MS Blue Harbour suits. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy's he he's modelling for Blue Harbour. That's so it. Oh, look at him, and his and his shot of like his FBI shot as well. Very much like yeah. It's... Mm. So he is um, uh, an apps. He's a he's he's a piece of shit, right? Yes. Yeah, proper. <laughs> So, like, he uh, he said, I, I apologise for my behaviour. I am shamed by it. I've opened the door for uh, cal- calumny. I don't know what that means. Calumny? Um, calumny. Yeah. Is it like alumni? Calumny. Oh, calumny. Um, it's sort of like the noun derived from the French verb to slander. Oh, OK. Oh. Uh, oh, so he's a pretentious little twat mm. as well. Yeah, against my totally Calumny. innocent wife and children. I have hurt so many deeply. He is obviously serving his sentence, but he's in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day. Yikes. Oh, blimey. Huh. Now, you might think, oh, that's a bit excessive. Mm, listen to this, right? Are you going to tell us he threw his shit at one of the guards or something? <laughs> no. No. He suggested to his friend Jack... No second. Who's a retired army officer. Jack without the, Nicholson. Yeah, without the knowledge of Hanson's wife, Hanson suggested to Jack come to the open bedroom window and watch them have sex without Hanson's wife knowing. Right. He, uh. then, he then began to secretly film him having sex and send and share the videotapes with his friend Jack. And then he hid a, a video camera. Pair. And so then he hid a video camera in the bedroom that was connected by a CCTV so that Jack could observe the Hansons from his his guest bedroom oh, oh, Jesus and he's like live <laughs> that is so rank and this guy like he oh. he he looks like someone who really fancies himself he thinks he's hot stuff um, we just saw photo of robert like, every... he's so gross <laughs> yeah literally he really fancies himself looking at his black polo neck and he's like you want to see how well i bang my wife and his friend's like yeah i, I do. do that's so gross what the fuck and is he's watching he's people? like turns out it's not so well but I'm still going to watch yeah. it. It's, it's, uh... No, his friend is like, um, he's filming the film yeah. on his like, phone. Aldrich Ames, who is the other guy that probably dubbed Polly Coffin, yeah. he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 81. God, it's um, not old, is it? No. Is he in prison or is he <laughs> uh, still is He's still uh, serving his life sentence. But it's the one. Uh, in the medium security penitentiary in uh, uh, Terre Haute in Indiana. Medium security? Oh, How this guy, who's this guy's fucking lawyer? How did he Yeah, we've got one guy in solitary confinement. I like the way Chris was like... No, it's good he's in solitary confinement. And I was thinking like, oh, because he gets up to stuff with the prisoners, like he he, he manipulates them when he's yeah. around them. No, he, he used to film himself having sex with oh, his yeah. wife and show his mate. Like, <laughs> and for that, solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of like feels... Like, there are people that are politically motivated to do things against their country. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the same as Polyakov, right? 
but uh, uh, Robert this Hansen is just a... kind of shows that yeah. the guy was just an arsehole just a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, nasty, nasty old scum. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Ames, uh, from November 1993 until his arrest in February 1994, Ames was kept under constant surveillance. And then he was scheduled to attend a, a conference in Moscow. The FBI pounced, arrested him. At his arrest, Ames told the officers, you're making a big mistake, you must have the wrong man. And then he and his wife were formally charged uh, by the DOJ with spying for the Soviets. His betrayal had resulted in the deaths of loads of CIA. Uh, right. No, as a spy, when you're being surveilled, right? That, that always kind of gets me. It's ah, like, you'd, yeah. yeah. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, you'd put your strand of hair across your a door frame. Drawers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. Just a... yeah, yeah. Cling film on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> we met a dude at at that Denny's I told you about, who told us all oh. of these like sort of boyish pranks. He was a guy like I think in his forties, and he called himself oh, Spider. And he had all these like <laughs> mad tattoos. I thought you said you were right, Spider. <laughs> and he had like, and he was telling us all these things. Like, I think he was just a guy that was just not quite right in the head, right? And he was telling us all these like pranks. Like, here's one thing you can do: is like take out a light bulb, yeah, get a pencil, just like start rubbing it on the on the contacts, put it back in when they turn it on. And we're like, what? It explodes? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's a fucking terrible idea. That's terrible. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. Yeah. That's awful. Um, and he also. Um, we already knew about the cling film on the toilet thing, but we were like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. And he's like, you combine the two, yeah? Light bulb goes off, cling film on the toilet. They're stuck in there. I'm like, I, you're a, you... This, that's awful. Who are you trying to get revenge yeah. on here, Spider? Maybe you... I feel like you should be in this cell with Hanson. I don't know about, like... <laughs> the... 23 hours a day in solitary. Yeah, just telling Hanson, doing the, doing the cling film trick on Hanson. He's like, Spider! <laughs> 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 Okay, so he just got the one sentence then, and he's in medium security prison. He pled guilty uh, and was sentenced to life in uh, uh, life in prison. Uh, as part of a plea bargain, his wife received only a five-year prison sentence for tax evasion. Oh, um, God, light. He caponed her. <laughs> oh, that's what they're going <laughs> to... In court, in court, Ames admitted that he had compromised virtually all Soviet agents of the CIA and other American and foreign services known to me. Oh, yeah. wow. He, he flipped faster than a burger at my summer fucking job. That's nuts. <laughs> That's so... Okay. It it's funny that spies spies and um, people who work in the mafia, just how quickly they're like, as soon as they're in that box, like, ah, everybody, him. Can you point to the people right. who... Yeah, there they are. They're all sat there in this corner. Yeah. And him and him and him. Like fucking Dorothy at the end of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and you were there. Yeah. And you were there. And you and you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, these, that's it though. They, interestingly, over in the West, were very much like, okay, arrest them for treason, put them in jail. Whereas in Russia, mm. they're just like, we're going to send you to a gulag. Let's kill them before we send them to the gulag. It's, it's way too much yeah. paperwork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think those two definitely should be in jail. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. There's no mystery there. No. And I think we all need to get together and find out how good Coot is. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of keen on trying Coot. I'll pass. It's a... Uh... Yeah, we'll just tell you about it, Chris. Imagine if we're like, oh my God, it's delicious. <laughs> it won't be, will it? It'll be horrible and gamey. Yeah, it'll be awful, won't it? Yeah, cause it... Like, no meat on it. I can't imagine it being, yeah, a very... They're very small. How to cook coot and make it taste good this is from a youtube yeah. channel called pelican bone outdoors oh i was gonna pelican say it's, bone it's, outdoors. it's not from 1984 <laughs> what the... i think he was probably uh a double a double eight definitely on the level and then if he did triple cross i think it's because he was forced to but, yeah. yeah, that yeah, and I and I think I think I think I think it's probably accurate that he was arrested and then executed in 1988. I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd say. Oh, so that was so like what uh, that was like the recipe, and then he was okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I the triple agent thing, I guess, is like it's tricky because uh, for me anyway, it's like how do we know he? I think they found out he was a double agent and then they killed him. <laughs> That's what I think. I think they're like, right. they're like oh, yeah. he's, you're... The, okay, the other yeah. thing, yeah. I think we've hit up on something here. The reason I don't think we like uh, triple crossing as a theory is because it's contrived in movies. Yes, that's right. Yes, right. yes, yes. So it's like, 
and it's probably just our brains being dumb and going well narratively it's it's lame yeah yeah because like <laughs> which isn't how real life works no. but if if it was a plot if you're watching the movie and it turns out oh my god he's working for the americans and then oh no he's actually working for the, no yeah you're like ah, I've seen uh, it. yeah it's i cool. see what happens yeah you've, absolutely. you've written yourself yeah. into a draft, corner mate. and this is the only way you can get yeah. out is <laughs> like and then yeah. the Russians are then bad. it was all a dream yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah, for sure, right? So I think no, you're actually perhaps that is probably why it skewed my because I'm like, no, 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 no triple agents here, please. No, I'm the same. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he was, yeah. and if he was, it would have been because they caught him and he was forced to. Yeah. But but now even I, I don't think even that happened. I think they plugged him. I think they went, ah, gotcha. Because I th- as soon as you said retirement, I was like, ah, yeah, I I know what that means. Like spies don't just retire; mm. spies disappear or they die. <laughs> that that's it. Like right, yeah. yeah the, you never hear from them again ever, and assume they're dead, or someone finds out. Like nah, they they got got. <laughs> right. Yeah. At least that's how I that's how I would perceive it. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. That's it. Another. Another crazy episode of Mr. <laughs> the Rocks comes to a close. I mean, absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah. We're out. We're bloody nuts. Uh, fucking starting at 9 a.m. Uh, so if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might think to yourself, oh, over, is it? That's a shame. But don't worry. You can get loads more on our Patreon. There's loads of exclusive content. If you sign up to the top level, you get free merch uh, for money. including a t-shirt a poster a mug a hoodie and we're going to be adding more merch soon there's bonus episodes all the time loads of extra content all week uh recipes for the cocktails sign up for the patreon why not it is patreon.com slash mystery on the rocks you can find us on twitter twitter.com slash mystery on the rocks spelt with an x Find us on Instagram, Instagram, or, you know, whatever. Just look us up, you'll find us. <laughs> and you can email us, mysteryontherocks, spelt C-K-S, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, maybe. Depends what you're sending, isn't That's it? it? And why not leave us a review on iTunes? Because it really helps uh, push the podcast. My recommendation is five stars. Also, subscribe to uh, us on your podcast platform of choice. Yes. Yeah. Podbean? Then you'll never miss an episode. <laughs> Podbean! Um, I am deadly serious I've about the uh, about the uh, uh, the competition of who, what you think happened to us in the break. I will genuinely read out oh, the, yeah. the best one. <laughs> the best yes, we want to hear from you. Um, please. Yes, please. Well, thank you so much, everybody. <gasps> Great stuff. <gasps> Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 